Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. And today we bring you a special bonus episode to celebrate Christmas. Christmas Day is my favorite day of the year. As a husband and a father, I love it because I get to spend the whole day with my wife and my three kids. In our house, it is a day of joy with family and good food. So, on this Christmas Day, I wish you joy, health, and happiness. May today be special for you. But as a basketball fan, today is also my favorite day of the NBA calendar because it is an entire day of great matchups. It's like a day of basketball overload. I hope you're excited as I am. Here is the NBA lineup for today. It starts with the Knicks against the Hawks. Then it is the Bucks and the Celtics in a preview of a possible playoff matchup. Then we have the Golden State Warriors against the Phoenix Suns, the top two teams in the Western Conference. My favorite game of the day comes in the evening as my favorite team, the Lakers, will be taking on the Brooklyn Nets. It's LeBron versus Kevin Durant. The nightcap is the Dallas Mavericks against the Utah Jazz, and I cannot wait to get started. But since this is a bonus episode, it also calls for a basketball story. This would not be Basketball History 101 unless I brought you a basketball story from the past. Doing a bonus episode like this is nice because it allows me to share a shorter story that normally would not fill up an entire episode. As you saw from the title of the episode, this is a story of how the Lakers made an attempt to draft Bill Russell. Now let me take you all the way back to 1956. The season was not going well for the Minneapolis Lakers. Their time as the dominant team in the NBA was over. Between 1949 and 1954, they won five championships with George Mikan leading the way. However, Mikan had retired and the team was not as strong without him. After 41 games, the team only had 17 wins against 24 losses. There was a decent chance that they would miss the playoffs. The general manager of the team was a man named Sid Hartman. He came up with the idea to tank the rest of the season in order to get the number one pick in the upcoming draft. This was the 1956 draft, and Hartman really wanted Bill Russell, the center from the University of San Francisco, or USF. Hartman knew that Russell was not going to stay on the board for long at this draft. Russell had already led USF to the 1955 National Championship, and it looked like he was going to lead them to the championship again in 1956, which he did. As far as Hartman was concerned, Bill Russell was the best player coming out of college that year, and he was a franchise player, the type that could turn around any team in the NBA. Hartman's idea for tanking was to trade away their future Hall of Famer Vern Mickelson to the Celtics for three players who were off serving in the military and would not actually be available to play that season. In other words, Hartman was trying to get rid of his best player in exchange for nobody. That would definitely help to make sure they got the number one pick in the draft and Bill Russell. Well, head coach John Kundla and Mickelson himself were totally against the idea. 
It went against the very nature of competition to lose games on purpose. Kundla would have none of it. He believed in improving a team in the traditional way, by drafting well, making beneficial trades, and developing the players that are already on the team. So the idea was killed. Hartman then went the other way and signed George Mikan out of retirement and brought him back to play the final 31 games of the season, but Mikan was well past his prime. The game was much faster since the shot clock came into the game the prior season. Mikan only averaged 11 points per game, easily the lowest of his career, and he did not help that much. The Lakers still finished with a record of 33-39. and 39. They actually made the playoffs since 6 out of the 8 teams in the league qualified for the postseason. At the time, the only teams that did not make the playoffs were the worst team in the East and the worst team in the West. So the Lakers ended up with the fourth pick in the draft that year, and there was no way that Bill Russell would still be around when the fourth pick came up. Also, it was unlikely that the Celtics would have even made the trade that the Lakers were proposing. Red Auerbach, the coach and general manager of the Celtics, also wanted Bill Russell, and there was no way he was going to help the Lakers move up in the draft. When draft day did arrive, the Celtics held the first pick in the entire draft, but they did not take Bill Russell with that pick. Instead, they took Tommy Heinsohn, a future Hall of Famer from the College of Holy Cross. Auerbach really liked Heinsohn and had devised a plan where he could get both Heinsohn and Russell. Now the plan relied on picking Heinsohn first. If Auerbach had taken Russell with the first pick, he would not have gotten Heinsohn. With the second pick, the Rochester Royals avoided Russell because they were already set at the center position and they needed help elsewhere, and Auerbach was counting on that as part of his plan. The St. Louis Hawks went third, and in a prearranged deal, the Hawks drafted Bill Russell and immediately shipped him to Boston in exchange for two future Hall of Famers, Cliff Hagen and Easy Ed McCauley. From the Hawks' perspective, it was a no-brainer. They traded away an unproven rookie for two All-Stars in their prime. Also, the Hawks' management did not want to bring in a black player, and Arbach knew that too. The Hawks thought that a black player would be bad for ticket sales. The point was, they were willing to part with Russell, and they did. With the fourth pick, the Lakers selected Jim Paxson, who only played two seasons in the NBA, but he did leave behind a legacy. His son, Jim Paxson Jr., was a two-time All-Star for the Portland Trailblazers in the 1980s, and his other son, John Paxson, played with Michael Jordan on the Bulls and won three championships. Of course, we all know how things turned out after that 1956 draft. Bill Russell led the Celtics to 11 championships in 13 seasons. But what if he had ended up on the Lakers? Maybe the Lakers win all those championships, or at least some of them. But it's okay. As of this episode, the Celtics stand at the top of Championship Mountain with 17 championship trophies. But the Lakers are right there with 17 of their own. So I guess it all worked out in the end. Well, that's it for today. I hope you have fun watching all of these great NBA matchups today. I know I will. So Merry Christmas from me and my producer, Jacob Loiza. We wish you nothing but the best on this day. Take care and see you soon. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 Miracle on Ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday's Sports. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.